This guy has one of the best names of the people we chat to on the country. His name is Dennis Vojnesensky. He is based out of Rabobank's Sydney office. He's Rabobank's senior grains analyst. And Dennis, with a heritage both on the Ukraine and Russian side, you're pretty well positioned, if you want to add, neutral commentary about what's happening in Russia and Ukraine and how that's affecting world grain prices. In all seriousness, is Ukraine still managing to get all its grain out? Yeah, so Ukraine is continuing to get grain out. Before the grain corridor deal fell apart, uh, Ukraine was able to export through four avenues. One through the deep sea ocean ports, which accounted for around 50% of exports. You had the Danube River system, which accounted for around 30% of exports. It's basically where grain used to go to the southwest of Ukraine, or still does. Uh, they loaded onto, for example, smaller ships or barges, and they moved those smaller ships or barges further south to a place like Romania, reloaded onto a large vessel, and then ship it to the rest of the world. And then the remaining grain went to Eastern Europe over rail and road. So there's been, ever since the grain deal fell apart, there's been more and more investment into the alternative avenues to get grain out of the country. Uh, but even with those deep sea ocean ports, you've seen at least one vessel now head there, get loaded and leave, despite Russia not re-signing up to the grain corridor deal. So we're going to have to wait and see what uh, Russia does in response. But for now, it's uh, at least for markets, it's a bit of a, a positive sign in terms of getting grain out of Ukraine. Dennis, we know that world grain prices spiked big time when Russia invaded Ukraine. How much have they come down from those peaks? So if you look at what the global bellwether for pricing did, so we, we usually look at Chicago Board of Trade. That price went to 1300 US cents per bushel when Russia invaded Ukraine. That was very temporary, but that was, that was a record high price. And then uh, it's moved lower and lower ever since, and we're at around 600 US cents per bushel now. So you have a large Russian grain crop that's moving out of the country, so a really large wheat crop last year. They just had another wheat crop that was also sizable. You had Brazil, which had a record corn crop, and they've been trying to uh, move those exports out uh, in record volumes as well. So at the moment, there seems to be this glut of grain around the world. Uh, but as we move to year-end, things may look a little bit different on the global stage. So you have three harvests that really matter towards year-end. You have Argentina, Canada, and Australia from a wheat perspective. And if you look at Argentina, well, they started good when it was planting. They had plentiful rainfall temporarily, and ever since it's got drier, and their estimates for production have come down. Canada, they've been getting drier and drier this year by the day. Uh, they're starting to harvest now, and I think some of the production estimates out there are going to start declining as they see the crop come in and realize it's not actually the biggest first thought. And in Australia, yeah, it's, it's not looking great at the moment. So if you if you look at anything north of central New South Wales and anything north of Perth on the west coast, it is very dry. In the south, it's a little bit better. Uh, but even even most recently, with, uh, with very scorching weather on the east coast over the last few days, it, it would have been to the detriment of some crops. Yeah, El Nino is really starting to bite. Quick final question for you. What does all this mean for New Zealand grain growers? Yeah, well, look, compared to when Russia invaded Ukraine, prices globally from an import perspective would, of course, be cheaper. The challenge is uh, where New Zealand gets their grain from. If there has to be a considerable amount gotten from Australia, well, the challenge this year is going to be that there's going to be less production. So if we look at how much we produced last year, it was a record volume of 40 million tonnes of wheat in Australia this year. ABES, so our statistical agency, is saying 25 million tonnes, and over the last couple of days, there have been some private estimates saying it's falling towards 23 million tonnes after those really, really hot and dry conditions over the last week. So uh, overall, it should be lower pricing compared to this time last year, uh, even 
compared to, for example, May last year or March when Russia invaded Ukraine. The limitation to the downside in pricing is that if grain needs to be purchased from Australia, uh, that's possibly not going to come cheap uh, or as cheap as other origins because of our drying conditions. Thank you, Dennis. Dennis Spozhnesensky out of Rabobank's Sydney office.